the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Wednesday, April 13th, as we head into our third of our daily three-hour tour, it's a delight to bring back to the show Abraham Hamaday. He is Republican running for attorney general here in the state of Arizona. His website, abeforag.com, Abe, A-B-E, for F-O-R-A-G, abeforag.com. You know, one of the, um, one of the secrets uh, that political consultants will tell you is um, the candidate matters more than anything else in any given race. And if you can find a candidate that uh, you like, great. It's really rare. You know, if you can find a candidate that you love, that's even more rare. I love this candidate, Abe Hamaday. Abe, welcome back to the show. How are you, sir? Good. Good to be with you again, Seth. What, what do you have? Pretty much the endorsement of the entire national security and defense apparatus of the Trump administration. <laughs> you have Rick Grinnell. You have Robert O'Brien. You have Cash Patel. You have the former secretary of defense who endorsed you, Chris Miller, yesterday. Good work, Abe Hamaday. Thank you, Seth. Yeah, no, it's good to see you know the Trump world coalescing, especially. You know, I got in this race last. It was in, I, got, I got in this race after I got back from my... Um, army tour overseas so i announced my my candidacy in november and i was the first on the ballot but as you can see i, I was on fox news three times last month yep. max plenty of time and as we, as you see we just keep getting endorsements you know we have a lot of support i was in tucson on saturday i was in kingman on monday prescott yesterday i'll be in tucson again tomorrow so we're just traveling the state and you know just the the rugged grassroots style of uh no, you're 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 doing it just just like you know we used to read about. You know, you are shaking every hand you can. You are going everywhere you possibly, and you're doing it. By the way, I got to tell people if they're inclined to help you out, help this man out, AbeForAG.com, because you're doing all this. You're getting these media hits. You're getting this attention on social media as well. You're getting these endorsements, and you're doing it all without you know the you know the big spending law, the big spending. Uh, political consultant firms the big apparatuses that usually surround these kinds of campaigns you are you abe you and your your team of volunteers you're doing an amazing job just an amazing job thank you seth and i appreciate it you know it's just it's been so liberating running for office seth and i say that you know kind of funny because i think a lot of people have a lot of stress when they run for office sure but i i actually i mean i love traveling the state meeting people and they're so worried about our country. Yep. And I think when I when I go and meet with them, they, they get so excited about my candidacy because they say, finally, someone who gets it, yep. right? Yep. Somebody who understands who's going to... That's exactly why I'm running. I'm not desperate to be a politician. I'm desperately worried about our country. And that's why I decided to run for Arizona Attorney General. So, you know, as I travel the state and as I pick up support, you know, not just here in the state, but just, you know, it's quite an honor to get these endorsements yep. from Trump's national security team. Sure. I mean, pretty hitters that you know where uh you know they, they're going to be coming to town i'm sure so you know and it, it just shows you how much focus is on arizona just because you know arizona short uh shares the uh border with mexico so we're on the front lines of so many of the battles that are facing our country not just the border but our elections 
and now law and order as George Soros tries to take over some of the county attorneys. So what's going on is so different than anything in the past um, year, few years. This election, I think we all know it in our gut that this matters the most. What happens this year will affect our country's future for probably the next century. You're, you're probably right about that. Herbert Hoover had uh, once predicted that if FDR got elected, we'd be suffering for his po- through his policies for 100 years. We're almost at that point. We're almost at 100 years. In another 10 years, that'll be 100 years. Let's see if we can arrest it just a little early. That would be ideal. We'll do it with people like you. I want to talk to you, Abe, about about crime. Uh, you're running for AG. I want to talk to you about crime. Your thoughts on what happened in New York. Before we do that, do you got room for one more endorsement in your campaign? Because I'd, uh, I'd I'd like to give you one more endorsement. I'm going to endorse you right here, right now. I'm going to announce that for you right here, right now. You are my candidate for attorney general. I have been following you for months and months and months, and I have never seen you sweat in a public event. You know why I've never seen you sweat? Because you're not nervous. You just speak from the heart. And uh, God love you and God speed to you. You have my full endorsement, Abe. Thank you, Seth. That means a lot to me, you know. And you know, you've been a great, you know, friend and mentor in this campaign. And you know, I, I love that you say. You know, I, I think when people meet me, they recognize I'm different. I'm authentic, yep. and I'm not scripted. And I speak. I mean, I've been involved in this politics for a while, and I've, you know, I just finally decided to jump in because I'm really worried about our country and. I'm worried about our state and what's going on is just so different. And, you know, I think that's why I appreciate, you know, your support, Seth. So that endorsement truly means a lot to me. And I'm honored to have it. Well, your candidacy means a lot to me and uh, your victory will mean a lot to the state of Arizona and moreover to the rest of the country. You were making a point about this, you know, a border state, but not just because we're a border state, but that's the first and obvious thing. What happens here doesn't stay here. I mean, what happens here can flow throughout the rest of the country. I just saw uh, in Washington, D.C. over the weekend, they lost uh, they lost about a half a dozen souls to fentanyl overdose. One weekend, Washington, D.C. There's no question as to where that fentanyl was coming from and coming through and uh you know what happens in arizona doesn't stay in arizona and that that's that's why i want you to be on the front lines of protecting not just our state but our country abe thank you seth and you're exactly right i mean what the lawlessness at the border is so intentional and orchestrated i mean look at before even joe biden got elected remember we had those images and videos of these migrants wearing the joe biden for president shirt Right. I mean, it's what's been going on is so insane. And George Soros has his hands in it, not just, you know, trying to uh, you know, put chaos in our cities, like what he's done in San Francisco and even in our in Arizona and Tucson. Now there's a county attorney position open up here in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. But he's going to be focusing on my race. And, yep. you know, he, him and the ADL classified me as one of the most dangerous candidates running for office. Good. That is a, and that's a good thing. It's actually one of my best endorsements because. I am dangerous. I'm dangerous to him, and I'm dangerous to the establishment. I think at this time, we need to shake the hell out of the establishment. What's going on? You know, we cannot survive as a country of the trajectory we're going on. If you look at at the gender pronouns, look at critical race theory, they're destroying the fabric of our nation. You know, when they're saying that we have to have, you know, a separate national anthem, right? I mean, they're there right now. It's what's going on is so much more insidious than any of the battles we saw in the Tea Party movement, for instance. So this is where we have to fight like hell and never quit. And you need a fighter as attorney general. You, you, know, you don't need the, the same old people who got us into this mess. 
God bless you and Godspeed on that, Abe. Uh, do you have a little time to talk about crime with me and our audience a little bit? I, I There's just so much. Intuitively is just fine, too, if, if, if you've been on the hustings and haven't had a chance to catch up on the latest. But, Abe, the story out of New York City, uh, I mean, failure upon failure at level upon level. You know, one of my many theses, theses here is that, you know, government, in this case, New York City, New York State, and yes, even the feds, when they depart and detour and frolic from what their constitutional and first and fundamental duties are, in the case of law enforcement, you would think keeping us safe, keeping community safe. When they depart from that and get involved in a million other things that have nothing to do with the charge of their office, this is what happens. Cameras break down. Police are not available either to uh, prevent the attack or stop it after the attack. You have multiple levels of arrests and a long and a long criminal sheet. And this man just roams freely. Even after the FBI knew who he was, he's posting on social media death threats calls for racial wars. He is doing it with the iconography of guns and bullets. And that's all just perfectly fine. 400 some odd videos on YouTube alone. I get censored on YouTube routinely for talking about, you know, the mental health problems that the covid restrictions were were going to impose on us throughout 20 and 21. This gets free reign and we sit here and scratch our heads and wonder how can this happen? This is how it happens, Abraham. Exactly. And that's where we say it's all in I mean, they want to see the destruction of our cities, right? So that they can, you know, have this new crop of candidates come in and not enforce our laws. I mean, look at what we did, you know, with the the, the riots that were going on back in, you know, June 2020, where we're, they were defunding the police. That was a legitimate policy proposal by radical leftists. Don't let Joe Biden fool us when he said at the State of the Union that was never that was never a policy position. That is a policy position of the left. Look what they've done to the city of Phoenix Police Department. They have a shortage of 800-plus Phoenix police officers. Who wants to be a police officer in this environment? What's so sad is, you know, I'm in the Army. I get thanked for my service every single day, every single time I, you know, it's mentioned. And yet our law enforcement officers don't. And they are the ones who have to go to battle every single day on the city streets. And they don't have the backing of their, their city council or their city mayor even. So, you know, this is where what we see is, you know, what's so frightening is how quickly you know, I've been around the world, and you have two sets. Oh, hold, hold that there. thought right there. That's a great point uh, you're, you're about to make, I think. Anyway, can I keep you one more segment? i got to take a quick commercial break. If you have the time, I'd love to give you uh, one more segment if you have the time, Abe. Absolutely. I'm Seth Liebson. He's Abe Hamaday, candidate for attorney general, my candidate for attorney general. His website, abeforag.com, A-B-E-F-O-R-A-G.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Abe Hamaday, candidate for attorney general. My candidate uh, for attorney general is uh, joining us, rejoining us. Uh, delighted to have uh, have him for a second segment here. For 16 years, the most famous speech Ronald Reagan gave uh, was uh, where he said, in this country, we are no longer about left and right. We are about up and down. And uh, Abe's uh, political and moral compass is uh, pointed north, and he's able to lead and show others 
that way. That's why he's my candidate. Abe, right before the break, you were you were about to say um, with regard to you know law enforcement and the way we're watching our country go right now, you were about to make a point about traveling abroad, which you and I have done somewhat extensively, you more so than I. Right. I mean, not just, you know, just traveling or being in the Army. We recognize so many of the problems that we face, you know, right now. America is not immune to the rest of the world's problems, right? Right. I mean, look at what's going on in Australia or Canada. I mean, the fact that tyranny can't enter America, you know, just because it hasn't for so long. I mean, well, quite frankly, I think it has, especially in the last two years. Mm -hmm. But we have to start looking at a different approach to so many of our problems. It's not just that big government can be tyrannical. It's also big tech, yep. like when you're talking about them censoring you on YouTube yep. and allowing this, this uh, you know, potential terrorist in New York City free reign, right? It's big tech. It's the media. It's all been – it's all corrupt and rotten and rigged. I mean, I just posted, you know, a tweet over the weekend. I got 1.5 million views, actually. <laughs> it was clip of Hillary Clinton literally claiming that the 2016 election was stolen from her. Yep. And then if Donald Trump dares to say that, you know, the media, it's a threat to democracy and, and, all, and all the hysteria that goes on. Everybody's just so sick of the hypocrisy going on in our country, whether it's, you know, the COVID lockdowns in California where Gavin Newsom, you know, openly defies his decree, you know, while, while Californians suffer through it. You know, so it, this is where we have to face the challenges head on. And that's exactly right. My moral compass is up. I don't care which way the polls, you know, uh, you know going. You know, too many of our elected officials, they make their decisions by looking at the polls. As attorney general, I'm going to look at the Constitution before I make mine. Yeah, you don't need to spend a penny on any of that. Any money that goes to your campaign, just know, folks, you're not going to be getting poll. None of it's going to poll testing the language. That's not what Abe does. He does the right thing and uh, hopes it works out. And if it doesn't, he'll lead you to make sure it works out. You made an interesting point there about social media, Abe, and um, – the funny thing about that is um, it's it's kind of it's it's kind of become an issue where we're finding more and more problems by the day. You know, a lot of us had concerns about what it was doing to children's brains, and then it was a concern about what it was equally doing to adult brains. Now it's what it's doing to our politics, and it is making this um, this effort of the lefts and the Democratic parties. So much the easier in this sense. Yes, hypocrisy, as you mentioned, but there's another element to it, too. It's hard to describe, but it's basically this. It's a hierarchy that they've established where conservatives or Republicans should just not be seen as part of the legitimate political debate in this country. And we need to reorient that whole way of thinking Margaret Thatcher, when she got elected prime minister, she was asked, what what is it you really want to accomplish when your tenure is over? And she said, I want to change the way the British think about themselves. I think we need to have candidates like yourself who start changing the way the culture thinks about this country, that we conservatives and we Republicans, we should be actually not on equal footing. But when you look at the disastrous results of the disastrous policies the left has foisted upon us, we really ought to be <laughs> primary, you know, primary partis. You know, we really ought to be above them. But the fact is, they don't think we have a role here at all. That's got to change. Exactly. That's why I focus so much on the culture wars that's happening. Seth. I mean, you have so many companies and cities. You know, they're so proud to fly a you know rainbow flag or a trans flag over our American flag. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's wrong. And right now, when you have the NFL promoting a black national anthem, 
since when did we ever want segregation right. in this country? Right. Right. I mean, the, the beautiful thing about the military is that, you know, it, it's so diverse. It has, you know, Christians, Muslims, Jews, blacks, Hispanics from every single corner of our great country. And we're all in it together wearing the same uniform, you know, with the American flag on our right shoulder sleeve and the concept of e pluribus unum, out of many, one. The, the radical left is destroying that so quickly. I mean, with critical race theory, it's no longer just in universities and colleges anymore, but now it's down at the children level in elementary school. And this is exactly what they're doing. They're trying to erase history in order to reshape the future. And that's what's so frightening. This is why we got to uh, fight back. And, you know, right now it's, it's, it's so much different than what was happening in the past decade. They're coming after children now, Seth, and they're classifying parents to speak out at school board meetings as domestic terrorists. That's what's going on. Yeah, it's an odd thing, too, how that, that, how that spotlight has shifted. Some people call it the Overton window. I've never really liked that expression for a lot of reasons. But I want people to remember that the U.S. Attorney General who dispatched a memo to local law enforcement agencies along with the FBI to monitor parents at school board meetings who were raising their voices against critical race theory and sexualization of children. I want people to remember, and I'd love your comment on this, Abe, that came from an attorney general who just a handful of years ago we were told was a moderate Democrat who belonged on the Supreme Court because we would find no one more moderate than that. This is moderacy to the Democratic Party. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what, you know, everything has been so politicized, right? And remember what, you know, the hell they put Brett Kavanaugh through, right? I mean, we remember the Supreme Court hearings, and yet, you know, if if we dare question, you know, the the recent uh, Justice Jackson's comments and and her rulings on um, sexual predator cases, you know, but we're deemed racist if we bring that up. Now, the, the, the hypocrisy is so deafening. And this is where I always say, you know, Democrats are smart. They play to win. Oh, yeah. Republicans play nice. And that's got to change. This November, we're no longer going to play defense. We're going on offense. Well, I think that's right because, you know, what's true in, 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 in sports is true in politics. Either they're running the ball on you or we're running the ball on them. That's probably the best piece of political advice I can give to anyone. We're either playing defense or we're playing offense. They're either scoring on us or we're scoring on them. And too much of our time has been spent in defense trying to stop stop their touchdowns. And we're just not running with the ball, which is why I like you. You've got the ball and you are running it, man. Oh, yeah. And I tell people the reason why we're in this mess of the country is not just because of the Democrats and the radical left. It's also because of the weak need Republicans to allow us to be in this position. And so we got to, you know, we got to clean house. And that's why there's a primary and that's why I'm running. And, you know, that's why Election Day is, you know, August 2nd. You know, we're going to take this race and we're going to win in the general election. And, you know, I think people sense that we need a new generation of leadership. We need new blood in there. We need people who are going to be making our decisions to actually have to live with the consequences of the decisions they make. And you know, that's exactly what I intend to do when I'm attorney general come January 2023. And address the very peer group that is trying to make these changes against us and against America from within that peer group, which is you, Abe. Abraham Hamaday. Abeforag.com is the website. A-B-E-F-O-R-A-G.com. Like, I need to spell A-G. Abe, Godspeed and God bless. Thank you, Seth, and I appreciate the endorsement. Seth. You betcha. My, it's my privilege to do so. I'm Seth Leibson, 602-508-0960. We will be right back. 
Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. First, we were told that spending trillions on COVID relief and blue state bailouts would not generate inflation. Then we were told that the inflation would be transitory. One company got it right from the beginning, my personal precious metals dealers at veteran-owned Midas Gold Group. As feckless Washington politicians push the largest budget in American history and the Fed continues to pump money into the system, what happens next? What will China do? their U.S. Treasury holdings at value is whipped away amid the Biden inflation. Midas Gold Group will give you the latest inflation projections and ask them for their free guide to owning physical gold in your IRA as well. Give them a call, the Midas Gold Group, at 480-360-3000. Don't deal with questionable gold salesmen and avoid mail-order nightmares. Deal with the knowledgeable and reputable company I and Seb Gorka and thousands of you do business with. That's the Midas Gold Group. Midas Gold Group. Com. Share with you, uh, I do this from time to time when I'm uh, reading a book that, uh, that, I, that I would urge upon you or at least recommend. I just started it, just released this week. Um, the book is called The Right, The Hundred-Year War for American Conservatism. The Right, The Hundred-Year War for American Conservatism. And it's by Matthew Continetti. A lot of you will see him on Fox News. Matthew Continetti, C-O-N-T-I-N-E-T-T-I. And it's an amazingly good I'm, – I'm so far uh, – yeah, about halfway through. I just got it the other day, halfway through it. It's an amazingly good history of not only America but the conservative movement. You know, I have, um, I have spent time with you doing histories and focus and, and focuses on – uh, the modern American conservative movement, which I generally started about 1950. Matt Continenti goes back even further, and it's a tour de force, and I'm learning things I didn't know. You know, one of the things that's interesting about uh, debates about the Republican Party and the conservative movement is you will often hear from the left and liberals and Democrats that uh, the Republican and Democratic parties – changed places when it came to issues of race. Um, you got a lot of this and saw a lot of this debunked in one of Dinesh D'Souza's movies a couple few years back. But the charge never seems to go away. There are a few lies that never seem to go away. Uh, that's one of them, is that the Republicans and the Democrats changed parties when it came to issues of race. Um, you read this book, uh, among many other things, you will see also how untrue that was. When would that change have taken place? I, am, I, I, I learned about a speech I didn't know about um, from a president that uh, gets short shrift in the history books because of the same reason Ulysses S. Grant gets short shrift, which is the same reason Calvin Coolidge gets short shrift. Do you know what it is? These historians who rate the presidents, they're all progressives themselves. And those three I just mentioned, probably more than any other, were responsible for taking on hammer and tongs, the progressive movement. Ulysses S. Grant as it was getting off the ground, and then Warren Harding and Calvin Coolidge in the aftermath of the Wilson presidency. Remember... Uh, Woodrow Wilson was probably the political leader, probably not as a guest, but probably as 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 a as a as a guesstimate as to what most political scientists would say. 
he was probably the political leader of the progressive movement in um, in twentieth uh, in twentieth century America. He he was a professor. He wrote on it. He uh, was a college president, and he was proud to call himself a progressive and lend all his help to progressive cause and all the pro- other progressive scholars uh, that we are still reading about. You know the John Dewey types. Woodrow Wilson was probably the political leader. And uh, Harding and Coolidge came in in succession uh, to stand athwart progressivism and yell stop. And, of course, it uh, fell apart when uh, FDR was then uh, elected uh, uh, after, after, after the Great Depression uh, started under – well, certainly after the stock market crash and Herbert Hoover. But that is why these, these – these Presidents just don't get it. You ask a kid, you ask anyone really under 60 probably about Calvin Coolidge or Warren Harding, and I bet they can't tell you that much about them. I bet you they can't because they're discouraged to learn about them. And it's not because these 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 presidents were bad. It's because they were against the progressive movement and tide. Anyway, I didn't get to my main point which was an amazing speech I didn't know about, Warren Harding gave in 1921 in, of all places, Birmingham, Alabama, on ending racism. That's the Republican Party. I'm Seth Leibson. We'll be right back. By the way, is it just, welcome back. Is it just me or is, Johnny Cash seeming just not on this show, but if you notice a lot of Johnny Cash music around lately, so at least two or three commercials on TV. <laughs> Johnny Cash, great, fantastic, love it. More Johnny Cash. Uh, by the way, I was just mentioning before the break the speech I didn't know about. Uh, Warren Harding, Republican uh, president, uh, gave in 1921 in Birmingham, Alabama. Think about that. Think about that context of my discussion with Abe Hamaday earlier about uh, where Republicans should be going to take the fight. Um, it's easy to do the easy precincts. It's easy to do the generally uh, supportive organizations, clubs, and uh, and groups that you know support you. But how you know how are the Republicans going to take advantage? Of the fact that twenty that uh, Joe Biden has a twenty six percent approval rating with the Hispanic population in America, according to Quinn Day, twenty six percent lower than white Americans' positive support for Joe Biden approval rating for Joe Biden lower lower. What is the Republicans' plan to do about this? Well, take a page from someone like. Ronald Reagan, or take a page from someone like Warren Harding, or take a page even from someone like Donald Trump, who had no problem going into um, African-American and black audiences and speaking his mind and his heart and his policies. Go get these folks. They're not going to come to you by osmosis, whatever the group is, and don't write any group off. You don't like two national anthems? Fine, I'm with you. I don't either. I think it's a. T- I, I I I think it's an internal inconsistency to the notion of two national anthems. I think it's a logical fallacy and problem. You can't have a nation if it has two anthems, one for one group of people and one for another, by dint of the way they were born. The question 
of being an American has nothing to do with the way you were born. It has everything to do with whether you're a citizen of this country and you love this country or not. That's all it has to do with. How do you have a country with two or more national anthems? And by the way, why stop it to? Why does only one group get their own national anthem? One group should have their own national anthem. All of us, all Americans get one national anthem. That's what makes a nation. That's what makes a nation. Anyway, Warren Harding, my point is go to groups. Don't write off groups. Don't be afraid of groups. And don't write off states and don't be afraid of states. I hate that every national election Republicans just start by discounting California. Go get it. Go get it. You look at the failing indices of California and you ask, is this what you want? Can we not do better? The actual has proved the theoretical. You can do better. You can do better. Look at states that have done better. Look at Florida, for example. Look at Arizona, for example. Look at Texas, for example. You may not like those states, fine. But you don't have to have that kind of crime. You don't have to have that kind of homelessness. You don't have to have that kind of human misery. You don't have to have that kind of unaffordable housing. You don't have to have that kind of life. Go to California. Go to other communities and say how you do live is not how you must live. The actual has proven the theoretical. In any event, Warren Harding goes to Birmingham, Alabama, 1920s. This is, by the way, after he is pushed for... The first anti-lynching law. Yeah, Republicans were pushing anti-lynching laws long before Kamala Harris could do that press conference she did last week about passing a new federal anti-lynching law. Republicans have been at this since the 1920s. Would that the Democratic Party had joined them and we would have had federal anti-lynching laws much sooner, much sooner. Anyway, he goes to Birmingham and he says... When I suggest, this is Warren Hart, when I suggest the possibility of economic equality between the races, I mean it precisely the same way and to the same extent that I would mean it if I spoke of equality of economic opportunity as between members of the same race. In each case, I would mean equality proportioned to the honest capacities of the individual. Think about how advanced a thought that is. When I in the 1920s, when I suggest this is this is at a time when the KKK is on the march. Okay, this is at a time when yeah, those kinds of anti-black codes were being written and enforced. Soto voce and in plain sight. He goes down there and he says, when I suggest the possibility of economic equality between the races, I mean it precisely the same way and to the same extent that I would mean it. If I spoke of equality of economic opportunity as between members of the same race. That's exactly what I'm saying about the national anthem and about everything else. There should be no different treatment. There should be no different thinking. There should be no different view in this country about two people of different races any more than there should be about two people of the same race. 
Justice John uh, John Marshall Harlan, in dissent in the Plessy v. Ferguson case, said, "Our Constitution is colorblind and tolerates no distinction among the races. There is no caste here." How long did it take us to realize that? There was a stumbling block. There were several. They were known as the Democratic Party. And now, guess what? The stumbling block is back. Thank you again to the same Democratic Party. They don't want us seeing each other that way. I do. I do. And I think most Americans do. I think we're tired of their race wars. We don't want their wars. I'm Seth Leibson. We'll be right back. Well, what year did that come out? 1980s, right? Somewhere around 84, 85. We've been at this a long time. Gosh, even longer than that. Longer than that. I was listening on my run the other day. <laughs> I don't know when you guys, what your playlists are and your exercise. I, I do bands or musicians. I was doing a run to Three Dog Night the other day. I was reminded of The Child is White, The Child is Black, We, which came out about a decade before Ebony and Ivory. We have been working at this a long time, only to come today to see us try and be re segregated and separated again let me close on that note i t- spoke of of warren harding let me let me let me give his successor and his vice president and successor calvin coolidge his due a supporter wrote calvin Coolidge. i learned this in the continuity book too didn't know about it a supporter in 1924 of calvin coolidge's wrote coolidge a letter because he was opposed this white supporter to seeing a black candidate for congress Calvin Coolidge wrote this supporter the following. You ready? Our Constitution guarantees equal rights to all our citizens without discrimination on account of race or color. I have taken my oath to support that Constitution. It is the source of your rights and my rights. I propose to regard it and administer it as the source of the rights of all the people, whatever their race, whatever their belief in race. Silent Cal, not so silent on the things that matter most. You want to learn about the Declaration of Independence in one speech? Go read Calvin Coolidge's speech on the 150th anniversary in 1926. All right, folks, I unloaded a lot there on you. I hope you're well. You're doing well this evening. I hope you have a great evening. Until tomorrow, as per usual, God bless you all and class dismissed. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.